Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome back. This is Dr. Homebrew. I'm your host, Jason. Um, if you, you know, JP, if you want, I guess, but, uh, you know. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hey, hey dude. Hey, ugly. Oh, uh, no, you're not. That's ugly. a good one. You're not ugly. Oh, you hear that, Brian? I'm not ugly. Yep. He doesn't really agree, but, no. You're not. <laughs> He's not paying attention. He's writing his name on stuff. He's like, whatever, dude. I don't even care. Um, Doc is here with us again. Lee is still out sick. Poor guy. Hope uh, poor little fella. Hope he gets better soon. Yeah. Uh, but for now, we got the Doc here, um, which is probably the most consistent showing that you've made on any BN show in like five years. Oh come on! It's pretty good, right? He likes us. I did two in a row. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm on a streak. You are on a streak. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it, Doc. I'm just going to tell you that I like it. I like you. I like seeing you. I want to be. I want to be near you. Oh, good. <laughs> I want to be on you on a professional basis, right? Uh, look, I, I saw you on Grinder. I'm not gonna lie. I thought about swiping right, but I just didn't. I just didn't. Couldn't, I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Whatever. I'm surprised I didn't know that. Uh, yes, Doctor Homebrew. Here we go. This is the show where we drink your beer. You want to be a part of it? Email JP at thebringnetwork.com, um, which is much less complicated to spell than Bevo, apparently. But uh, JP at thebringnetwork.com, we'll get you on. We got a, a couple of month backlog right now. Uh, in case you haven't heard the show before, we have two uh, BJCP judges. Doc, what level are you? BJCP judge? Are you? I'm, I'm, I'm zero. You're zero, you're not you're not a judge. No, you're I, not ranked. I, oh. I teach the classes, but I, I but I'm not. I no. I teach the classes. He's okay. so qualified that he doesn't even need to go for the certification. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, I like that. I like that. And then of course Brian here is a master level BJCP judge, and uh, hopelessly so, stuck uh, at master for yeah because I don't really enjoy grading exams as as some. Other judges do. <laughs> yeah, that's what you have and to do to move up, right? Advance through the ranks. Well, there's a n- number of other things you can do, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of grading, <clears throat> proctoring other people's exams, which I do like doing, but yeah, and giving exams, which I do, and stuff Pro- like that. Proctoring. So yeah, <laughs> proctoring. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Um, so yes, that's what we do, man. You send us your beers, and we get you on Skype here, and then uh, we drink your beer, and then the qualified people in the room judge it, and I just drink and go. Oh, it's a beer because uh, I'm stupid. Even I, though I am a BJCP judge, you are qualified. How about you think of it this way: we're teaching yeah. you. You're teaching me. Yes, yeah. it's a conversation. I, learn as should, I learn. And you should listen to us. <clears throat> I should, 
<laughs> and sometimes don't. we need a tiebreaker. It's a qualifier. That's true. It's Yes, that's exactly what this is. But uh, the cool thing is it's very interactive. Since you're on the line, you can ask uh, the guys questions. So, uh, you know, that way you can learn a little bit uh, about what these funky, weird things mean, man. What are these, uh, you know, how do you get more maltiness without, you know, doing weird shit to your beer? I don't know. I haven't brewed in like five years, so what do I know anymore? But uh, anyway, so that's the scoop, man. Hey, JP, JP, I'll yeah. tell you how you get more maltiness. Oh. Add more malt. Wow. See, that's the kind of mind-blowing <laughs> commentary you're going to huh? find on Dr. Homebrew. Uh, so email jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. But before we go any further, I would like to thank our great sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Uh, check out uh, what they have going on for all your cleaning needs. Get those cleaning needs met from fivestarchemicals.com. Uh, you know, PBW, Star Sand, blah, blah, blah. You hear us talk about it every show. And, uh, you know, it, they're they're, they're they're great. They're a great company. They're the only cleaning stuff that I use whenever I whenever I brew. Um, but to be honest with you, I kind of judge a homebrew shop, the quality of a homebrew shop, by whether or not they carry five star. Yeah, yeah. I use I like just, that's what it is. Um, they're the benchmark. PBW for cleaning a lot of different things too. We inherited these um, really cool like antique Moscow Mule cups from uh, relatives that had been like my wife's grandmother's cup or something that they used to drink, you know, wow. Moscow mules in back in the day. Yeah. Pure copper, you know, the old thing is like West Bend Copper Company or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were kind of grungy and funky inside and there was weird stuff forming in there. Like, I don't know what it came from. You know, we got it from her brothers. Like, I'm going to PPW these things and, and get some of that organic crap off of there and just, you know, soaked them in hot PBW for a while and just came right off. And then I polished them up with a little... Uh, uh, barkeeper's friend, but yeah, nice. I, don't, I don't use barkeeper's friend in my cleaning regimen in, in uh, brewing, but uh, it does come in handy for polishing copper. <laughs> That's true. And I really uh, get that uh, that work chiller shiny. You could do that, but yeah, PBW gets you ninety nine percent of the way there. That's oh, for sure, man. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and you wouldn't ever really polish your. Uh, yeah, you your probably want barkeeper's anyway. friend in your beer. Uh, Might, if you put no. uh, the oxalic acid that gets kind of put the chiller in uh, uh, star sand, it comes out really shiny. There, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It totally. So you does. do the PBW, clean it, and then you star sand it. Yep. Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so check them out. Fivestarchemicals.com. If your local homebrew shop is chintzy and cheap about what they uh, use for cleaning, uh, tell them, man, look. Uh, JP over at the Brewing Network said that you suck if you don't carry uh, five star, man. And they'll they'll be like, who? Mm-hmm. And, and you'll be like, I don't know, some guy. And <laughs> you just give me some hops or something. I don't want to say, want to grow, bro? <laughs> you want to grow? <laughs> you want to grow? Uh, we have a couple cool beers for you today. What do we have, uh, Brian? We have a cider. Yeah. Um, uh, looks like a New England cider. Yeah, from Adam. We're going to get him on the line here shortly. And then we have, uh, I think, an Oktoberfest from yep. Blair. And uh, so we'll talk to him at the uh, after the second break here. But uh, let's get Adam on. And let's just jump right into this yep. show. You all right with that, Doc? Uh, we're starting with Adam? Yep. Uh, okay. We're going to start in cider category today. So. I'd like to start in cider. Okay, great. Adam, are you with us? Yes, I am. Oh, perfect. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you guys doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's a little warm in the studio, and, uh, you know, other than that, you know, Doc's a little feisty today. Yeah, a little bit. Is he? He's a little punchy. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, man. Well, maybe you should have another beer. We we (laughs) sent him next door to get more beer, but somehow, I don't know. Yeah. I had one. He had one, that's for sure. I'm having another one. Yeah. Uh, All right, Adam. Well, we have your cider. Uh, Brian is pouring your cider, but uh, give us a little background. How long have you been a home brewer? 
Or do you uh, just make ciders? Well, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't send a cider. You didn't oh, send okay. a cider. What did you? Because we have a twenty-eight A. Yeah, Brett beer. Oh, it's a Brett beer. Okay. Is that what it is? Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's a brown <laughs> something or another. No. Hmm. Well, maybe I. Oh, right, did you open the wrong one, bro? No. Twenty-eight A. Oh, oh nope. That's my fault. Okay. It's That's my bad. Fault. Yeah. So set that aside. <laughs> totally oh, yeah. my fault. Twenty-eight A is a cider. But uh, that poor bastard's on the next show. Oh, yeah, good. we got it. We got it. Actually, yeah. I brought another bottle, so this is perfect. He's got the 10C American Brown Ale. 10C American Brown yeah. Ale. So, ah, we have a winner. Winner. Chicken dinner. All right. <laughs> Let's rewind that for a little bit. Hey, Adam. So, uh, you know, how long have you been a homebrew, or do you only brew category 10C? I, uh, <laughs> I've been brewing for five years, and uh, this recipe, I... I uh, strictly made it to call it my Christmas ale, and um, that was a category that I found closest fit. So okay, yeah, sure, I can see that. Have you ever made a New England cider? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> would you? Would you like to? <laughs> How does that one taste? <laughs> I don't know. Listen to the next oh, show and God. find out. Yeah, we'll listen f- to the next show. We'll figure it out, man. Um, uh, fair enough. So you made this a Christmas beer. Now, do you, uh, is this the first time you've ever brewed something like this? Yeah, actually, this recipe, I brewed it two years ago, and it won uh, second uh, place in its category at a local competition. I changed a few things, and, um, yeah, the uh, I brew uh, 10 gallons. This was the five gallons that I left alone. The other five I spiced with cinnamon and vanilla. I was hoping to send that one to you guys, but it didn't come through in time. So, okay. yeah, I sent this one just to get feedback uh, for the base recipe, I guess. Okay, I think we can do that. Doc, you want to uh, you want to start off here with Adam, old all feisty right. Doc? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all these beers that I was sent, uh, JP gave me the kind of the lowdown on what they're supposed to be, and nothing seemed to match, and. <laughs> Uh, was this the one that you said was an oak aged chestnut porter? No, that, that no. was one that's on there. It's like that was really no. weird because the 10C is, and then you didn't tell me in which are we doing because 2015 I, or yeah. So because because I don't know, and I've I've since put it on the um, forms. Well, see, now. I look up I also I look up both. To okay, see good. Which one it better okay. fits? But I think in moving there. forward, we're gonna we're gonna use so 2015. This, this is definitely not a, a Weizenbach. This is definitely. But not before a I opened it, I had everything all prepped and everything, and I had both. Look at you. Both, both down for that one. And, you know, and they're kind of, the Weissenbach and this are pretty close to the same color. Sure. So yeah. I'm looking kind of through the bottle going, <laughs> all right, I'm going to open this up and uh, well, I'm going to get a surprise. Yeah, you are going to get a surprise. And, uh, and surprised I was. Yeah. So um, we'll start out just going down the categories here. Uh, Competition-wise, it was a nice fill. It was perfect uh, headspace. Uh, no ring around the inside of the bottle or anything. No sludgy things floating to the top and stuff like that. Uh, we went to the aroma, uh, malty, no hops at all, a little bit grainy. Uh, and you know, I had it down as a oak aged something, and good thing it's not because I had no oak in there whatsoever. Yeah, no, there because <laughs> the confusion is there's another set of beers in the next show. That have those okay, things. All right. So, the, you know, I could see where there's a little confusion there. Well, but, okay, uh, fine. But I still yeah. think it's on the top 10C, so I'm, I'm going with American Brown. Okay. Um, uh, just, a, you know, low aroma overall. I didn't get a lot of anything off of this thing 
mm-hmm. aroma-wise. Uh, not even malty kind of. So maybe the one I had. Yeah, it's a little bit mal- more malty now. You can kind of get the uh, darker greens coming through. Yeah, but, there's but some it, there's some body coming through in the nose, if that yeah. makes sense. If, is that something that can happen, Brian? Can you smell the body? Can you um, smell my body, girl? Not really going to smell the body, but okay. if it's a if it's a big, rich beer uh, that has a lot of body, chances are the aroma is going to be stronger. Yeah. And so this but, one, this yeah. one wasn't, you know, it's, it's, it's usually on a, something that's big and brown and roasty like this. You're going to get almost a cloying sweetness and on the smell, and I didn't get any of that, which is actually really nice. So uh, moving down to appearance. Uh, Poured it in the glass, nice, nice brown, thick head, and, and it, it hung around a while. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty nice. Uh, the brown, the color, it's, it's really dark, pretty almost opaque. Okay. And uh, but you know you can tell, still tell it's a pretty clear beer. It is dark, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, very dark, brown black. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like uh, uh, like deep red or something. Yeah. It's, it's there's got some red highlights in there, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's definitely, but you can tell it's clear. It's nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, so let's get into the flavor. Uh, roasty, toasty, real good palate to it. It, it, it was nice balance. Uh, alcoholic, yeah. Uh, you Just know, a little bit. Um, but not in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't hot, uh, but if you're used to drinking big, thick, alcoholic beers... Anybody here like that? <laughs> no, um, I'll never. You can, you can, you can, you can, you know it's there, it, uh-huh. but, it, but it's not outstanding by any means. Okay, uh, not it, outstanding meaning it's not overpowering or it's too not much. overpowering, too okay. hot, or any solventy kind of stuff like that. It's, yeah, but you know it's a yeah. Don't drink four of these. <laughs> sure, uh, it hasn't punched you in the face yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, mouthfeel is maybe a little overcarbonated. Okay. Uh, for the style, maybe, but uh, Adam, is this uh, bottle conditioned? No, it's kegged. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, it, it, but you know, if you're going to do a competition, it's going to sit on the table a little bit, and they're swirling it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not overcarbonated by any means by that much. It's probably okay yeah. for that. Oh, it's yeah. Perfect. I always I always worry about my carbonation, so I always tend to overcarbonate. Yeah, if you listen yeah. to the previous versions of the show, we'll t- always tell you to just go a little higher just to be yeah. safe. Like yeah, and you lose a little bit on the way to the bottle. <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna lose yep. a little bit on the judges' table too. They're swirling right. around, it's warming up, and uh, so you don't want it to look, kind of be laying there flat. So, uh, it's, yeah, you swirl this one a little bit, and the head just pops right yeah, back up, man. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's got. A good amount of carbonation still in it. I like yeah. it like that because it's a little more spritzy and it, 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 the malt doesn't lay on your tongue as much. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's it's not where when we talk about overcarbonated where there's a problem and it's like yeah, fizzing out of the oh, glass. Something got like happy that. in this bottle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing like that. It no. was right. this was on purpose, mm-hmm. like, and I could tell. Yeah, and so it's and yeah, you're right. You just swirl it around and that head comes right back up. <laughs> I like it. It makes the makes a big, heavy, thick beer yep. a little more lively, and I think it makes it more drinkable. Uh, I think it was a freaking great beer all the <laughs> way around. I really do. Um, as far as uh, being in the American brown style, probably not. In fact, it's it's, it's too malty, not enough okay. hops. Because be, that that's his base style. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's, it's just, yeah. If you're gonna go American brown, it, it's not. Okay. Um, what but, is it? Do you think? 
Uh, it's closer to a porter. That's but exactly like, right. Yeah, like a brown said, porter yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. Or like an imperialized uh, version or, of the style. Or, or, or I wouldn't want to say Baltic porter quite quite enough, but it, it's mm. it's more along the porter style. It's just it's really not an American brown. There's not okay. enough hops in there. Okay. So if he entered this naming his base style, he might get docked a couple points because it's not eh, Right, docked. right. Um, yeah. Because it's not really American brown? Yeah. Okay. So I didn't I didn't judge it because I was uh it was so messed up in what category this was supposed to be. I just uh-huh. judged it beer wise. Okay, good. So until I could find out what we were talking about as far as what the the actual style was. So okay. um Do you want me to go have Brian go while you uh, give it a, a style score? Um No, I can do okay. that. No, let tell you what. Uh, right. Let's I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my score back and I'm gonna give you two scores. Okay. One is gonna be style score, but and the one is the other. I just judge it basically on best beer in the table. Okay. Kind of, kind of thing. All right. So like a little mini best of show. Or yeah, or just yeah, or just you know the contests that are out there that are just best beer. Yeah. It doesn't. There's no styles. It's just <laughs> best beer. Right. Right. And so you're not just trying to get the best dog in the room. Okay. So uh, let's let's let Brian talk and then. Uh, The best best mutt versus the best purebred. Who's going to win? Pretty much exactly. That's a great idea, Doc. I'm glad you just had it. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I just had that. Such what I just said. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. So um, yeah, had a good hiss upon opening. It just you know it it told you it was carbonated. Um, But yeah, the aroma multi rich, low cocoa notes, and um, had a had a very faint burnt toast edge to it. Um, Also has a hint of nuttiness in the aroma, which I liked. The esters are medium low and uh, has a fairly low presentation of American kind of citrusy hops in the background, but not not heavy at all. Just just barely detectable kind of in there, behind all the all the heavy malts. Um, uh, maybe a little earthy note from that, but as well. But um, no off flavors or off aromas, DMS, diacetyl, any of that. Um, in the appearance, again, medium dark brown in color, to tending towards the darker brown. It, and it can go all the way to dark brown. And for the style, it is towards the dark end of it, and that's fine. It does have some highlights and looks pretty clear. Um, it had a massive, fun- fluffy foam stand that, that uh, faded to a little cover, and you could rouse it really easily, like JP was saying. Um, Flavor-wise, richly malty with chocolate and cream kind of a character to it. Uh, it has kind of low... Vanilla-like flavor in there as well. I thought it kind of came across as a little bit of a marshmallow-like flavor. I like it. It tastes like a chocolate marshmallow. <laughs> okay, um, sure. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. There are some lightly kind of not not super acrid, but like uh, roasty, almost burnt notes. Very subtle, but it's um, you know it, and a moderate bitterness. Some of that might also be from the malt. Um, and medium low hop flavors and and the hop bitterness seems kind of in check it's not it's mostly everything's coming from the, the malts here there is some obvious alcohol here too i'd like to know what the abv on this is but doc seemed to pick that up too it's definitely a heavy <clears throat> but smooth and uh you know the balances to the malt finishes semi-sweet um low esters again in there um mouthfeel wise it, it does have a medium low kind of warming quality to it from the alcohol, but it's smooth. It's not biting or harsh. Um, medium high carbonation. It's definitely pretty perky, um, tending towards high, I'd say. 
And it was somewhat creamy and smooth uh, nonetheless. It didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't get any obvious um, astringency, which is easy to get if you oversparge a dark beer um, or run it too hot or something. So that mm-hmm. was nice. But yeah, kind of a medium full body in there too. It's it's a chewy, viscous beer. Um, but nonetheless, it's not in the flavor. It wasn't cloyingly sweet, and in the in the body, it's not so so heavy that it just blows you away. It's it's just a big, firm bear of a beer here. So, uh, really, uh, overall, it's just a rich tasting experience here. Almost, like I said, it comes across as an imperialized version of the style. Um, and, you know, you got craft breweries out there that don't imperialize just about anything. So, it's like an imperialized multi-brown, I'd say, you know, uh, if you wanted to call it a style. There's no style <laughs> for that, but you can enter as a specialty, specialty maybe, and... and, and you know, get a good score there because it is a good beer. So, yeah, um, it did almost push into the porter realm due to some of the dark elements in the back, in the, in the malt. Uh, I'd back that off a bit and perhaps push up the hops to to balance the whole thing. Um, I tend to like hoppier American browns, and I'm sensing, uh, you know, that that Adam likes the um, the sweeter maltier ones. And that's fine. I, I judge them as just to the style and to the you know how the balance works. I don't judge them to my preference, but uh, it could stand a little more hop there. In any okay. case, just because of the sweetness and the just to balance all of that sweetness. Maybe the spices yeah. in there yeah. too. There's spices in here, right, Adam? Not, Not in this one. Not in this one. Okay. Okay. My bad. This is still his base beer. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I gave it a 33. I really like the beer. Just um, you could you could probably notch down that sweetness a little bit and, and mm-hmm. still have it be a nice beer. And you know, uh, as Doc was saying, you know, he likes the the carbonation there, and I agree that it actually works with this beer. And as we're judging it, but if you were to drink a pint of this, it might get heavy after a while. So if you're just drinking it, pint, you know, pouring it as a as a beer to, to sip for the afternoon, I would back that off a little bit. And uh, you know, if you were like doing say an imperial stout you'd never want to have it like super high carbonation because just everything going on there would just explode in your mouth and it would not <laughs> not work this is on the edge of you know it's working still but it's okay. not you know so anyway very pleasant beer just slightly off style and tending towards the portery kind of flavors but i really liked it too so okay nicely brewed I, I would drink a lot of this awesome Back to Doc. Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't drive afterwards. No, <laughs> Uber score. Right. Uh, so yeah, how Uberable is it? That's yes. a good. That's a good uh, ratio to go for. So my basic fault with the whole beer mm-hmm. is we're we're judging the style. I didn't really find any faults in this beer, except mm-hmm. for, you know oh. the overcarbonation maybe, and frankly, it worked well with it. So uh, if I'm gonna judge it to style. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm going 34. Okay, um, which is very good, I think, well, on the it's, scale. It's, right? it's amazing how you came up with I, a, a point away from me, which is <laughs> it's amazing to me um, because it's, it's I, I I can't knock it down on anything else. Style, right. yeah. It, it's, just, it's it's basically all style points. Mm-hmm. It's they're not just color and things. It, it's it's all the flavor. It's too malty. Mm-hmm. It's not not hoppy enough. There's not enough. It's really got to get the balance way over yeah. towards 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 hoppy. 
Yeah, if you look at a beer scoring sheet on the bottom left, there's a scoring guide. And to get up into the excellent range, which is like 38 to 44, it needs to really exemplify the style well. And it require, would require only some minor fine-tuning. I would say this needs just a little bit more than that. So it's, kinda, it's generally within the style parameters and has some minor adjustments that need to be made. So, uh, But that would bring it right up if you just do those couple, right. couple of things if you want to enter it as a competition beer. Because oh, so. it's a... Just it's a no fault beer any any way else you look at it. Um, I wouldn't call it. It's too roasty and toasty to to call it a, a, a English brown. Right, can't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, possibly into the into the Scottish realm a little bit, but uh, I, I go more porter porterish yeah. on mm-hmm. this thing, uh, or just dial the recipe down and, and well, kind of yeah, fit I mean, it more I mean, to that yeah, style. Yeah, right? I, w- I would yeah. dial the recipe rather than try to call it something else. Okay. I'm just trying to give you more of an idea of what we're tasting, and it's more like a porter. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's yeah. a really good beer. Adam, so, do you do you get that? Are you you following what Doc's saying? Yeah, absolutely, I do. Do you agree um, with him, or do you want to punch him in his throat or something? <laughs> no, no, I, uh, you know, when I when I made this recipe, I went I went big, bold, uh, roasty, malty, yeah. and um, now you accomplished that. Was confused that. with the with the uh, style guidelines, so I just picked one close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what um, what malts did you use in there to get all those uh, the the nutty and especially that kind of marshmallow like flavor in there? And that's pretty cool. I've got special roast. I've got um, Simpson's uh, medium crystal. I've got some chocolate malt and uh, black patent. Okay, yeah, there is some roast in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, actually pretty caramel nice. 80. Yeah, a little bit of what? Sorry, caramel eighty. Okay, caramel eighty. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah you got some uh, high crystals and well, the special, special B and special was really nice coming through. It, it yeah. Really, really yeah, was. So if I'm Basically hammering you for you know down to a thirty four with uh you know basically it wasn't in style right I didn't find anything else with it but just just best dog at the show yeah uh, it's a forty two there you go I really really <laughs> like this beer but because we're not we're if we didn't just throughout the style guidelines yeah uh, there's yeah, a little bit like what Brian was saying so you know maybe you want to dial in a little bit of the you know to make it more drinkable uh but yeah, it's cold outside right now, and this yeah. is, this is a really good beer for that. I wouldn't want to be tailgating with it. Oh, no, that's but, exactly uh, why I made it. It's yeah. uh, forty degrees here in Minneapolis right now. Uh, oh, that's balmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is balmy. But I, I, I really, really like this beer. It awesome, was, it was really well Thank done. Uh, Adam, do you have any questions for the guys here? Yeah, actually, um, you know, I. I'm really starting to get more tuned in with my water, and uh, I know my water is fairly hard. Uh, with this, with all the uh, dark roast malts in this recipe, um, I didn't do anything. I just filtered it with a carbon filter, mm-hmm. and then I added some lactic acid to the sparge water. Okay. And I was able to actually keep my pH within uh, 5.3 during the mash. Yeah. And, um, but... I was just going to ask you guys if if you could detect any off flavors, perhaps from the water at all. Um, I I didn't really taste the lactic in there. Uh, sometimes you can, depending on what you you want to acidify your water with. Uh, it it does. One time we did a side by side by side with the different souring agents and how to do it. 
uh, you know, the 5-2-phosphoric, the uh, uh, lactic, and you could taste the difference. Mm-hmm. You really okay. can. And it wasn't really perceptible in this one. It really wasn't. Cause, maybe because there's so much going on. There's so much going on. There's okay. a, lot, a lot of things on there. Um, but uh, as Brian was saying, we didn't you know, get a lot of tannins here either. Yeah, as long as you're not going crazy with it, too. And I think the main part of that is just keeping your... Well, I mean, you have a lot of acidic malts here, and it's uh, yeah, it's keeping everything in check, keeping those tannins in, in, in check. Um, but, you know, you could probably even get away without the lactic with the... <laughs> yeah, or, or, or the lactic at the end, if you're going to sparge a lot. Uh, yeah. Then, okay. then you could, like Brian was saying, it's easy to over-sparge over a dark beer. Yeah. And then right. you're going to get a lot of tannins coming yeah. through. And so it, it, that comes through if your, your brew water, your sparge water is going to be a, uh, less less acidic. That would only acidify the sparge water until it's, yeah, just, just slightly this, you know, the acidic side of neutral pretty much, you know. Yeah. Okay. And so then six speaking of sparging, there. just kind of a, a, a question I've always wondered about. I know with, with sparging, I fly sparge. Um, uh, you know, you should cut it at around ten ten gravity. So I got a question. Let's say I hit ten ten. My mash tun still has maybe a quarter to half a, you know, gallon or or two gallons of sparge water still in the mash. Uh, are you able to quickly just pump that right out of there, or should should you cut that out completely and leave that remaining sparge water in there? With the, yeah, 10 is a little high. I, you could go down yeah. to 1008 and get away with it without any big problems. It sounds like you're erring on the abundant side of caution, and that's fine. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I hate to waste beer too. You know, yeah, right. I, <laughs> even though, hey, it made good beer, and, and it, it kind of depends on your water where you're starting. And yeah. if you're conscious of it at 1010, and you stop it right there, but then you still got stuff in the in the mash tun, you could probably easily pump it back. Pump it through. Don't waste some beer, and you're and you're okay. Mm-hmm. If you're able to pull right. some off and taste it too, when it gets down to there, you know you could also tr- try to detect some of the, any astringents coming from you. If it starts tasting husky and grainy and weird, then just cut it. But if it's still going and it tastes sweet and nice, you know, or a little slightly sweet and not not tannic, then keep going to ten oh eight or whatever. You'll be all right. Okay. Be fine. Okay. All right, and then um. Just to answer a couple of your questions, the gravity was at uh, 1080. Wow. Woo. And uh, yeah. the final gravity got down to 1014. Wow. Yeah, I, I, That's I, pretty good, I, man. I, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went for big, roasty, and malty for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. and you pulled it off with 1014. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. That's a good drop for, yeah. you know, yeah. on and, a homebrew scale. Man. And no, no, um, no solventy flavor. Yeah, nothing. No off. Clean stuff. ferment. Yeah. Awesome work, good, Adam. Good job, dude. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, thank you, guys. And thanks for sending the beer in. Yeah, no problem. All right, man. Um, yeah, talk to you later. All right, thanks, guys. Have good work. Thanks All right, you lot, too, man. Adam. Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Cool. Good beer. Yeah, it's fun starting off with a nice one like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to take another break, or not another break, we're going to take our first break, and then when we come back, we're going to have Blair on with the Oktoberfest, and luckily that is labeled and ready to go, um, so Doc doesn't get confused, or at least I don't confuse Doc. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's Dr. Homebrew, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. 
Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hey, dude, you know what beer this is? Oh, uh, no, all the labels are falling off. Yeah, or the ink is run. Well, if it's the pale ale, you're good, but stay away from the quote-unquote Belgian. Oh, man, this guy needs to get some grog tags. Grog tags are reusable, write-on, wipe-off, commercial-grade bottle labels for your brew. The guys at Grog Tag are homebrewers. They wanted great-looking, sturdy labels for your bottles, buckets, carboys, kegs, and growlers. They also wanted a label that not only looks good, but can be easily removed and reapplied during bottling without that nasty glue residue being left behind. No residue, water-resistant, and ice chest approved. Grog Tags stay on in water or an ice chest, and they stay legible. Visit grogtag.com to cut Customize your label or coaster from dozens of different templates for free and see how awesome your bottles can look. Oh, it's that pseudo-Belgian. Yeah, we're getting him some grog tags, dude. Grog tag. At least your beer will look good. Grogtag.com. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Examination. 
Thanks for sticking with us. Have a little fun at the break and a little Freudian. Uh, what I went on in September was not my funeral. It was my honeymoon. <laughs> I can say those things because Taryn has better things to do than listen to this program. Uh, okay, we're going to get Blair on the phone here and talk about uh, his Oktoberfest. Uh, Brian, you want to crack those things open, buddy? You Blair, betcha. are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing, man? Doing great. How are you? Perfect. Can't be better, man. We're drinking some good beers. It's, it's a great thing to sit up at night and drink beer and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know true. who does that. <laughs> Dummies like us, I guess. Uh, Blair, yeah. how long have you been homebrewing, man? So about a year and a half. My uh, my okay. wife got me one of those uh, you know starter kits for Father's Day, and she regrets it ever since. Yeah, oh, God, that's, <laughs> how, that's how I started for me back in '93. Was it like a Mister Beer kit, or was it like an actual you know starter? Nah, it kit? was like legit Northern Brewer kind of like you know with the kegging and everything. So I never had to deal with bottling. Oh, which, which I think you're about to discover. Wow, as this was my first attempt at bottling. So oh, your wife, okay, your wife. She dominated oh, yeah. uh, your gift there, rock man. and roll. She came, she came out of the block. So, yeah, so wait, how did you? How did she know? Are you the kind of guy that just jumps into hobbies? And she just knew, like, dude, this guy is going to totally love uh, this really expensive, I imagine, kit. Or um, she just threw a bunch of money at you or something. Yeah, no, she's, uh, yeah, I, it's kind of like a way to, to deal with my OCD, right? So uh, I, do, I do software by day, and, and this is something that I don't have to touch a computer for, so it's like a great way for me to geek out and figure out new things. Oh, okay. All right. I'll, you know, the, the engineer type, man, they make the best uh-huh. homebrewers. Like, the, you detailed OCD engineer, uh, you know, doctor, dentist, uh, you know, software dude, man. I don't know what it is. It's just it's the, the super attention to detail, or yeah. I don't know. Ain't that the yeah, truth? I don't have access to nitrous oxides. So. <laughs> well, you wouldn't probably be brewing so good if you did. <laughs> Uh, okay, so tell me about this beer. This is an Oktoberfest. Have you uh, hit this style before, or is it brand new for you? This was, uh, I guess, my second time on this one. So I, I, you know, started out with ales, of course, and then kind of dove into the uh, the lager scene. And, and just, I don't know, I've been obsessed with German lagers lately. So I've been kind of rotating around anything I could brew with this stuff, with this yeast, just to try to figure out, you know, uh, see if I can do it right. Okay. What yeast did you use? Fair enough. So, you know, this time around, I used the 820 um, just because it said Oktoberfest. Since then, I've kind of settled on 833. Um, so I, I plan to brew this again with that one, but I wanted to kind of get your feedback first. So I've, I've got a yeast starter kicking away in the garage, and once you guys tell me how to fix this and make it better, then I'll do that. What's the 833 yeast? That's the, the box, so that's the Iinger strain. Okay. Um, you know, listening to Jamil and all these guys, I kind of... I settled on that one because I like the maltier stuff anyway, and from yeah. at least what people have said, and I'm interested to hear Doc's feedback on that. But you know, it's it, it brings a little more malt forward, which I really like in this stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you're waiting for Doc's feedback, then I'm just going to start off with Brian just to make you wait a little bit longer. <laughs> awesome. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so the the aroma had a nice, um, wonderful, clean Vienna Munich malt aroma right up front with a nice toasty quality to it. Um, it's it's you know leaning heavily towards the malt with only a, a faint hint of a little floral hop character in there. Uh, seems very cleanly lagered. No esters. 
uh, acetaldehyde or, or any of those, you know, diacetyl, anything else that can creep up from improper lagering or, or you know, something getting crazy in there. But, uh, yeah, um, very pleasant. I didn't get any obvious alcohol, which it doesn't need. Um, so, yeah, just kind of hit, hit, most, hit most of the marks there for aroma and really inviting to start with. Uh, Appearance-wise, it's brilliantly clear. Brilliantly clear, yes, with the orangey light amber color, right in the color you want there. Um, I mean, you could, you could lighten it up or you go darker. You know, it's it's maybe leaning more towards the Mertzen side of the style than like a fest beer. Um, you know, kind of color wise and boldness wise, but um, as a medium low off white head that that persisted quite well in the sample I judged. Um, so yeah, perfect appearance score. Um, flavor wise, it has, you know, a nice clean, clean, those malty elements are coming through right up front with the bready and toasty, uh, flavor components there. Let me take a sip there. Yeah. Yeah. Medium, low hop bitterness, just, you know, right where it needs to be just sitting under, under the mall. Not, not too heavy, malty sweet, but it still has kind of that semi dry finish, which I like. Um, seems very cleanly lagered, uh, no DMS, no diacetyl, um, you know, balanced towards the malt and finishes, uh, like I said, um, it has that kind of dryness in the finish, which I like playing off the toasty malts. That's that's kind of what part of what makes this style work is yes. having that finish. And uh, if it's too sweet, if it doesn't finish out where it needs to be, this, this would be a totally different beer, but hit the marks there. Um, it's not, yeah. I mean, it does have a bit of sweetness, like I said, but it's not anywhere near cloying, so it's pretty pretty smooth. Um, Mouthfeel-wise, it's medium-bodied. Uh, no astringency or warmth. Uh, shouldn't be any of that. Uh, somewhat creamy and smooth, and the carbonation is kind of medium, right, where it pretty much needs to be there, too. Um, it's kind of, you know, hitting all the marks all the way down, so... Overall, I just thought this, you know, I've drank a lot of German beers in my time and, and uh, going there, you know, as often as I can um, and trying to brew some. <laughs> An Oktoberfest was one of the first, was the first lager I tried to brew and I I made a much more miserable example uh, compared to this. Um, I've made a few since and I've gotten better at it. But yeah, the um, a very, very smooth, nicely drinkable, drinkable Oktoberfest Meritzen. Uh, again, more like the latter than, than a fest beer kind of thing, as as described in the 2015 guidelines. Um, you made some great ingredient choices, I think, on the, the malts front and, you know, the supporting hops. Um, as far as the yeast character goes, it, it, it seemed to, you know, lager very well, and I don't have any, I don't have any complaint about the yeast. Um, yeah, just a well-conducted lagering regimen. It's a little fruity, right? There's some fruity plum kind of things going on, maybe that are just that are strain-dependent. Because you said the Erringer, and, and for me, aren't those beers a little bit a little bit on that kind of fruity side? So I can see this yeast character is really a- aggressive versus like a normal Oktoberfest? Or is this an American brown? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally, I'm totally yeah. kidding. Um, what do you think? I'm not getting. Am any I talking big, my ass? I'm not getting any big fruitiness. There might not be big, a, but just you know, like a lightly kind of orangey. Well, Brian, you've talked about that cherry Munich thing before, and that yeah. was one yeah. of the things I wanted to ask about because I I get a lot of that out of this, and I didn't know if that was an ester thing that maybe I needed to bring down the temp, or if that is just the way this malt comes out. 
Yeah. It, to me, it just tastes mm. like the malt. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm I, making shit up. I don't know. No, no, actually, you bring up a good point. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll let Doc get into it, too, here. But, yeah. Um, it was, you know, again, the sweetness and maybe, yeah, it does It does seem a little bit of, um, you know, you get that cherry and, like, like mm. kind of a light fruitiness to it. But um, it wasn't offensive or harsh or, or, or um, coarse or anything. It was just smooth and worked with the rest of the things that are there. There's a lot of flavors in this beer. And it's a very flavorful, you know, Oktoberfest, um, you know, without bordering too too far on the heavy side or too intense side. So, um, yeah, I, I actually gave it uh, 40 points. And, um, you know, you can play around with the yeast on this. You can do a few things that, uh, to try to get it up a little higher. But uh, I think ingredients-wise, you, you chose well. And I wouldn't change the recipe much at all. Um, you could lighten it up if you want to get more towards the fest beer side of things. And, you know, in new competitions, you will want to be conscious of that and, and know, know where you want to enter it. Is it a fest beer or an Oktoberfest kind of basically? But, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely go more towards the, the Meritzen side. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. leaning towards that for me. So if that's where you're going, you know, nice. So, yeah, thank you for sharing it. Thanks. Awesome. All right, Doc, you're up. My oh, special up. request, yeah. Oh, yeah, awesome. Uh, so let's let's roll from the top. Uh, awesome looking in the bottle. Uh, no crud around anything. Good, good fill. Good. First thing they look at anyway is, you know, is your headspace. If you're like way low, already you're you're down one. Even though it's only like a, it, actually that has no points to it, but it's still in their head. They're, it's, they're gonna they're gonna matter. I okay. try not to do that. You can get one that's that's halfway down the you know three fourths way down the neck, and well, it still tastes great. It's appearance, right? They Isn't that it? Or but, they but, now, but now you're looking harder. Then you're looking like a little the, harder. It's like the typo on your resume. It's just yeah. it's there anyway. Oh, yeah. yeah, your bottle level. Yeah, your bottle inspection. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's your bottle inspection. Yeah. And so the first thing, if you're halfway down the neck, that's not, <laughs> that's not the one you want to throw in there in, in the competition. You know what I get? I, 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 get, I do the same thing when people like, you know, either send in homebrew or leave it for us to try on the show. We're just at NHC. You want to try my, my body temperature porter that I pull out of my pocket, and it has like a Sam Adams label on it, but it's their homebrew. Yeah. So they didn't clean the bottle well enough to take the label or off. And, and instantly, or, or nine times out of ten, it's contaminated, and I know that. And, or it's, and, if it's yeah. not even a beer bottle. It's like, it's, like, it's like a maple syrup bottle. They put yeah. a cap on or like, something. Mm, I love 97-degree maple syrup porter. Yeah. So um, all, all that, that, starting out of the gate, it, it was all looking good. Now, the first thing I had a problem with, and it wasn't that big a problem. First, I thought it was my problem. Uh, I, I, <laughs> Doesn't mean it's not. I poured it into the glass, and uh, I used to cap it and let it, let it uh, you know, aromatize. And then I smelled it. I got this big bold perfumey smell coming out of it and i thought wow that's weird and so i actually smelled it again i still smelled it i got up and i got another i thought it was my glass i thought maybe i didn't Uh, rinse the glass well enough uh when i was washing it uh got another glass checked that out washed it at least rinsed it really good and did it again and i still got it and it's probably uh hop floralness coming through but it was just it was just this perfumey bomb to it and okay. it just really caught my 
Hmm. Just a high kind of geranium kind of thing. Yeah, it was like a geranium. Yeah, and it was, and it was, it just. Right when you said that, Brian, I was smelling, and I go, "Yeah, that's I, I get that." Yeah, and then, yep. and I thought it was me. I thought it was my glass, so I went and got another glass, yeah. ordered it again just in case. Do you get that now in this glass, which I'm assuming is a different shape? Than oh the yeah, because sometimes you know this is a different bottle than I had at home. Mm-hmm. Different bottle, different glass. Yes, I do. The, the, yeah. But, okay, yeah. but as I, as much as the other one, I don't know why I'm putting uh, a fine point is, on it. This but. is this is the main recipe thing. It's not just the bottle. Okay, because it, that's yeah. that kind of flavor doesn't come from just the bottle. I think it's the hops, but yeah, I do. I think it probably comes from the hops. And it, okay, it, it wasn't bad by any means, but it was just it was not Oktoberfesty. It wasn't Oktoberfesty. Okay, and so that one came up to me, and then uh, but then then I tried to really go with did I get anything else in there? Uh, no diacetyl at all, no DMS, uh, and then with it, since it's a, a lager. I'm really looking for sulfur, and I didn't get any of that either. None. So, yeah. so no other off flavors. It was just that kind of perfumey kind of smell to it. So I don't know what uh, what hops you were using, but it probably it's probably that coming through. Okay. And it wasn't in a bad way. It just it would detract from it being Oktoberfesty. Yes. So okay. It, it, so we moved on to appearance. The thing is stellar when you're looking at it. I mean, it's the appropriate color. Uh, the, the the head comes up, it lasts a good long time, uh, and then the clarity is just superb. So yeah. appearance wise, it's got everything going for it. And yeah, you get a whole three points for that, which, I, which <laughs> always pisses me off. Because it takes a lot to get all that. Yeah, and you only get three points for it. But you know, it 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 has a lot more oomph with that with your whole score and your whole overview of that whole thing. It, it, it's got a lot more weight. Yeah. But, yeah, you get three points on that. Yeah. Well, there you go. And you got all the three. Pretty points. words make me happy anyway. <laughs> you got all three all three points on that. <laughs> <laughs> so going on to the flavor, very malty. It's malty. Uh, really good balance, though. Uh, uh, maybe I thought it was maybe slightly under attenuated. Uh, it still has a dry finish, but, you know, what I'm getting out of it is I'm getting, like, the fruity sweetness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of goes away, but that that kind of detracts from what I'm trying to figure out is what's going on here. It's it's got a little something right in that mid palate where uh, it, it 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 just it's fruity kind of sweetnessy kind of thing, and it might yeah. that might be that the, the yeast is thrown off there too. And that's what I think. It's, but. At first, I was thinking it was under attenuated, but you know, it it finishes really dry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not cloying by any means, but it, there's something mid palate in there, uh, and we'll get to that to the end. But I, I really think it's probably more yeast driven. Okay, with that one, with some esters, with that one, uh, and then at the end, I'm getting a sharp flavor, uh, sharpy, spicy. Like if you put rye in there, uh, it, would, it would have some of that. Uh, but more than likely, it's, it's the Munich. Munich's got a distinctive backbone flavor to it yeah, yeah. And, and cutting toastiness kind of yeah yeah and and if, if it was too much in there i hate the beer just a lot of it in there i just hate the beer and okay. this this one i did this one was like bread crust it would yeah, yeah it, it's something i don't want to drink it's just right, I, right. I think there's something wrong with it and it's just i found out that i just don't like a lot of munich in there yes and okay and so this one was not right it wasn't it wasn't that uh could be the water it's yeah. Uh, and when I say, when I, could I push astringent 
or just minerally. Those are two kind of different things. I could give you minerally, that's I think, it. So, but it, not. It, I don't think astringent. It's, it's a fine line between those two. It's it's, yeah. it's, it's uh, mouth puckering and a little bit of this dryness, it, like you just had baking soda in your mouth. Yeah, which so, I do all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, you should try that. <laughs> but it, it's it's kind of that fine line between. That. I just I detected it in there. Okay, so, you know we we could just say it's the water or and, and some of the Munich in there and it is it was almost undetectable but it it, it was there okay so but it would still didn't make it bad right but you know, we're still not, not in bad territory there's still no no way we're in bad territory <laughs> right. with this beer we're, we're we're still really good so uh, uh going to the mouthfeel uh, it was a nice body, but I think it was still. I think it was a little on the light side. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes it easier drinking, but uh, I think it was like you say. It's, it's not a fest beer. It's still. It's still on the on the lighter side of the body. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're going to fix that, it, what are you going to change? You're going to change. Your, you know, maybe probably your mash temperature, but with this whole beer. I'd be pushing changing, just changing the yeast first. I think that'll make a hell of beans difference with this whole thing. Okay. Um, you know, they had good carbonation with them, but, you know, I thought it was a great beer. I thought the body was a little light, just some, some little bit of fruity flavors in the mid palate, and then it kind of got a little bit dry and a little bit minerally. Um, and, then, and then it got, it was floral too. A little strange with that. Um, yeah, floral too. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Brian. I got the uh, same thing. So I think the only thing I'd change in this beer to start with mm-hmm. is, is changing the yeast. And um, I'm, I, I, the two main guys that I do, uh, log, Southern lagers especially with that are the Bach and the Southern German. Two of them I really like. Okay. Uh, if you want it to be more festy, I would go with the Bach beer. It's going to be a little more full-bodied. Uh, it doesn't have some of the floral characters to it. Uh, the Southern Germans makes it malty, but not thick. It's it's, it's 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 nice. Both of them, I just love both of them. Okay. Um, so that's the only thing that I would change on this beer, at least in the next run. I thought it was a really good beer. Really did. Uh, I, I gave it a 39. Okay. Blair, what do you think? You got any questions? I'm sure you do. Well, let me bottle my tears first. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I, I got the same kind of stuff you guys are talking about. I, I didn't notice the, the floral hop thing until you mentioned it, but, but definitely I picked that up. Um, so that's something I'll, I'll, we'll talk about. I guess the really when I'm looking at the, um, the thing you talked about with the, um, you know, with the yeast and, and where we go with that. So it, it attenuated out to like 77%. Um, let's see, I can, I get the numbers here. So I was, uh, 1056 down to 1013. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing, and this may play into that cherry a little bit too. So it, I got kind of a slow start. Um, I, it, it started going about a day in, but then it seemed like it was kind of slowing down. So actually I was at 50 and I kicked it up to 51. And ever since then, when I started picking up that cherry, I'm worried, okay, did I go a little too hot? Should I maybe start at 48 and then, you know, let my rise. Cause I'm doing that sort of new logger thing where I'm warming it up as I go. Um, yeah. you know, and more towards the end, I mean, I left it pretty much still for about a week, but that first day I did kick it up, you know, 
one degree, but still, I, I don't know. I'm sweating it for whatever reason. Mm. I wouldn't worry about the one degree, but yeah, yeah I, I, I do agree with the, you know, uh, pitching it a, just a couple degrees lower and then letting it warm up the first first part of the fermentation. Just keep that yeast happy and, and growing and then, and then kicking ass. What's your oxygenation uh, regimen? So I knew you would ask that. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, I started out with, uh, let me see here. Uh, I did. I do like a half a liter per minute for ninety seconds on the on a half micron stone. Okay. And then I, when I didn't see, I kind of, you know, listening to your stuff, I sort of went okay, like twelve hours. I usually brew like really late at night. Mm-hmm. So if I get up the next morning and it's not going, which with the lager it's probably not going to be. Yeah. Um, but I may go ahead and throw it a little more oxygen. So I think I went back with another ninety seconds on that, and then just sort of let it ride. And by that evening, it was kicking away. Okay. So. Um, so it, it got off to a reasonable start, but you know, one of the other things I, I, uh, for Christmas, my wife, again, pretty amazing, gets me the beer bug. And so I'm looking oh, at wow. that going, okay, well now maybe <laughs> I can kind of, rather yeah. than sitting out here counting bubbles and going, Oh, it's slowing down. Yeah. <laughs> I can kind of see when I'm a certain, you know, percentage into my, my, uh, gravity drop that I want and then adjust the temperature rather than jumping the gun. Like I maybe did this time. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, usually, my general rule on oxygen is uh, I brew late at night too. So you you oxygenate. Of course, you go to sleep, get up in the morning. It's not doing anything because it's a lager. Oxygenate again. I'm anal enough where I come home at lunch and check it again. <laughs> if it's still not going, I'll oxygenate again because it, you know you're going to be off gassing out of the solution. It doesn't all dissolve, and then you really at eight hour increments you you can't over oxygenate. Okay. Unless, you're, right. unless yeah. you're doing like big, big boluses of it. Um, so I just try to oxygenate, uh, you know, eight-hour intervals until it starts kicking off. Okay. And if you've got a big thing, like a big Bach or something, it's gonna, it might take a while. And so you, you need as much oxygen as you can. You come home, it's rolling along, don't touch it. Mm-hmm. So they did but And you, you, you can't put too much in at first because it, it's a bad thing. Yeah. But putting it in increments... It's gonna off. Then you're fine. It's gonna off gas anyway. Okay. It just That's comes good out advice. of the solution, and so uh, especially these damn lager beasties. <laughs> you know? So uh, cool. good beer, dude. Really good. Thanks, thanks. I I really appreciate that. Yeah. We so let me ask on the hops. Um, if I, you know, hearing what you said, so I was, you know, it was Hallertau all the way through. Okay. And mm-hmm. I had I had an ounce and a half at sixty, and then a half ounce at twenty. You think maybe I just I was a little little too heavy on that late hop and that's carrying through too much aroma? Yeah, probably too late in the addition too. After okay, twenty minutes you really don't need it in this beer, uh, but you know more mid range on that. And twenty twenties are just a little too close to the end. You're going to get much more hop coming through than you want. And halogen is more it's almost minty. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Woody, uh, yeah. yeah, spicy, woody, herbal. Yeah. And maybe it's just it's just the hop selection. Maybe this. I really think this no, lot of hops. Maybe I think the fruity thing is really kind of yeast driven. Yeah, well, Holler Tau should work fine with this beer. I would, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would. The hop. I mean, the, the geranium kind of thing. Yeah, I would yeah. just push the uh, twenty minutes back to thirty minutes. Okay, or a little okay. earlier than that, and uh, and or cut it out altogether. <laughs> like that. I, either way, you know, just keep it keep it farther away from the end. And so, so you want me to tell you something so you can? Well, he'll say I did it wrong, but this is actually Jamil's recipe. It's straight out of BCS. All right. 
So I, and I'm sure I did do it wrong, but I was, just, <laughs> that's beside I was just about to say, cause you did it wrong. Uh, yeah, ex- exactly. So the, you mentioned the, I, I know this stuff's all a balance, right? So, okay. The, the, the hops I get, right. If I, if I kick back that, uh, mid or that late edition a little bit, the, mm-hmm. the aroma goes away. It, you mentioned the Munich thing. So it's about 38% or excuse me, 31% Munich and 23% Vienna at this point. You think maybe if I shift a little more to the Vienna that goes away or you think I ought to just leave the, the malts and see how the yeast changes that. Oh. Personally, I would I like Vienna a lot more than Munich. And yep. uh, what what's your other base malt? Is it Pilsner? So it's, it's yeah, thirty eight percent Pils, thirty one percent Munich, and twenty three percent Vienna, and then just a touch of Kara Munich for color. Okay, um, that's a pretty good blend for the style. Yeah, it works. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and that now you get into personal preferences. Right. Too. Uh, May I would drop the Munich, raise the the, the Vienna, and actually probably push the pilsner a little bit more but that that's me then it's maybe going to go more towards the fest beer side of things right. too so that's, if you want on the meritson side you know you got to get some some rich color in there and keep uh-huh. it keep it uh good so yeah i don't know yeah so yeah these are all kind of parameters on which direction you want to go because uh what brian was saying you're kind of in the middle here but yeah <laughs> everything we're talking about too is pretty subtle adjustments though mm-hmm. but i think yeah playing with the yeast will be a fun uh, a fun thing for you to do and you're already doing that so you know you can let us know how it works out <laughs> send jp cool. an email and he'll tell us yeah all right i will okay is that it blair that that's all i got hey, okay th- thanks for a great beer yeah i mean for for fairly early lagering uh work yeah. um that's that's a great job it's pretty good man all right, and you can thank, tell atten- thanks, you pay attention to I the detail. I appreciate the time, and, uh, yeah, of course. and uh, this has been great. Thanks, yeah. man. Cheers. Thanks, All right, Blair. Blair. We'll see you later, man. Have a good night. All right, you too. Cool. Good beer. Uh, okay, we're going to take a real fast break. I mean, you know, it's not real fast. It's average. Um, and then we'll be back to wrap up the show. Uh, Dr. Holmberg, back after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today high gravity homebrewing supplies wants you to keep it simple brewing should be fun and with high gravity's amazing electric brewing systems it is high gravity keeps their brewing systems simple on purpose more efficient than gas customizable and with your choice of one two or three vessels high gravity's electric brewing systems will completely change the way you brew beer formulate recipes and improve your beer's consistency dave at high 
High Gravity can customize your system to fit your needs. High Gravity invites you to visit their Build Your Own Brewery page and see how easy it can be to brew electric. And High Gravity offers $7.99 flat rate shipping on most of their products. www.highgravitybrew.com High Gravity. Keep it electric. Keep it simple. Visit highgravitybrew.com. Ken Grossman of Sierra Nevada Brewing Company says making great beer is hard. Making the same great beer every day is harder. Brewers Publications announces its latest release for breweries of any type and size. Quality Management, an essential guide for brewers by Mary Pelletieri. Proper quality management for small, regional, and national breweries is critical. Whether you are an established business or brand new, learn the best ways to create and manage a quality system in your brewery. This book will guide you in developing a comprehensive program that will grow with your brewery, help ensure quality processes in the brewery, and continue providing great beer for your fans. Quality management for breweries is critical for continued success. This guidebook teaches you to integrate quality management in every level of the operation. It will guide you in developing a comprehensive program to ensure quality processes in your brewery. Quality management, an essential guide for brewers, now available from Brewers Publications. Learn more at brewerspublications.com. Admitted. Homebrewing is not always free of frustrations. Years ago, brothers Bill and Jim Mitchell decided to minimize those frustrations and create an entirely new brewing process and a brand new kitchen appliance, the Pico Brew Zymatic. The Zymatic sits on your kitchen counter and connects to the Internet via Wi-Fi. It comes with access to a huge recipe library full of award-winning beers and can brew your next batch at the push of a button, improve repeatability, and refine your recipes with the Pico Brew Zymatic. With minimal cleaning and hassle, the Zymatic enables anyone to brew craft beer in the comfort of their own kitchen. Just add your ingredients and the process of home brewing becomes simplified and automatic, allowing you to focus on what really matters while you brew. At Pico Brew, they believe everyone should be able to enjoy the art of home brewing and make their own damn good craft beer. See the Zymatic in action today at PicoBrew.com. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Um, it's nice to have a uh, an episode where you're not like <laughs> getting uh, you know the, both of the beers were pretty stellar here. So yeah. like like uh, from a defect standpoint, you know there wasn't anything to like pick apart and say, oh god, this this had a, a big heavy diacetyl, but you know I can tell your recipe was okay. Yeah, it was no no apologies needed. Just like this is a really good beer. This one needs a little tweak, and this one. You know, you could try this or that, but it's excellent. And it's yeah, just yeah. It's wow. a, a, a picking nits at this point, you know. 
Uh, okay, so we have a couple things to give away. Uh, we have uh, a Grog Tag $40 gift certificate to grogtag.com, of course. And then we have another prize from the fine people at High Gravity Home Brewing and Wine Making Supplies. You can go to highgravitybrew.com and check them out. So uh, the first prize we're going to give away is uh, what I call our second prize, um, just because I like to have fun with you people. It's the Grog Tag $40 gift certificate. Uh, you can go to grogtag.com and make all of your own own reusable labels um and you know because it, look to be honest a couple of you people just write on the caps or you like glue shit to the bottle <laughs> and it's like just will you make will you make some labels uh but i guess i get it you know i'm not, i don't care about your label that much it's functional for me but uh, if you want to make something that looks really killer uh grog tag is your is your yeah, deal so they're cool. cool um okay so, brian who who wins the grog tag the gift winner certificate. The, the winner is Adam. Adam wins Adam, the grog all tag. Right. At least his beer will look good, but it also tastes good. So that's true. At least your beer will be look good. As, Adam. Uh, be as creative with your label as you were with your beer. <laughs> Please do. So that means Blair, man, you're the winner of the high gravity home brewing and winemaking supplies deal. Um, I will get your uh, information over to the respected uh, the respective people. And uh, you know, look, those of you listening out there in uh, podcast land, support the people who support us. Please you yes. know, head over to grogtag.com, place an order, and then tell them that you heard about us through the B or th- heard about them through the BN. Uh, order a metal sign show. to put up in your garage. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Add stuff it to there. your label. Add it to your label, man, for yeah. sure. They, they, look, they look at them for sure. And then uh, you know, when you go shopping at High Gravity, man, drop them a note and say that you're you know you're you're happy that they're supporters of uh, Doctor Homebrew. We know Blair um, needs some more gear there. Right? Blair needs some more gear, man, for sure. Um, <laughs> Did yeah. we do everything? Oh, no. So, uh, Blair, speaking of the beer bug. Um, yeah, that was you know, pretty cool. They're a fine sponsor that. as well. And then um, I don't do a whole lot of brewing anymore. And, uh, Brian, I know you you do. You are still brewing. I am a brewer. So I'm going to bequeath you my beer bug. That's a little wow. float. I'm just piecing it out because I make sure I have everything. But, uh, yeah, here, dude. Here, use my beer bug. Uh, knock yourself out. Uh, I know you're going to love it. I think it's a it's an awesome piece of equipment. Yeah, I'm going to have some fun with Look this. Look at that thing. It's so Very awesome, cool. dude. And then uh, there's a little blow-off deal. I think you need like a maybe a uh, you know stopper to put it in or something like that, like a two-hold stopper with, yeah, got some with a probe or something like that. You'll yeah. figure it out. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Doc, sorry, I don't have any you for you. You said pro. I got nothing. That's all you think. You got nothing, man. Got nothing. Nothing. Uh, but yeah, Beerbug, dude. Check him out. Beerbug.com, I believe, is the uh, the, the Earl. I'm geeky enough for one of those. I think they're great. I yeah. really do. I just don't. I just don't brew as often as as a, a cool piece of equipment like that. You know, kind of warrants. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Brian, I will enjoy it and check it out. Thank you. We'll we'll, we'll chat Cherish about it. it. Chat about it on future shows. Cherish is the word oh. or whatever it is. Uh, okay, I think that means we're out of here, right? We, we did all so. our things, Brian. Right? We did everybody. We did all our things. Okay. Cool. Yeah, well, we're out of here. Uh, be sure to tune into the other shows that we have on the Brewing Network, like uh, The Session and uh, maybe The Jamil Show. You know, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, whatever you want to do, man, uh, we're here for you. we got uh, five shows. Uh, maybe another one coming up down the pipeline. I ears don't know. Up. We'll see. <laughs> if you want to go to Ears Up, earsuppodcast.com. But that's a Disney-related <laughs> podcast. Unless you have a mental issue, you probably don't need to go there. You know. Lunch meat. Uh, it might be yeah. fun. Right. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, if you're listening live, you know, hang out for about five or ten minutes. And we'll be right back with another show. Um, and then if you're not listening live, just hit the next button, and uh, the next show will come up. Until, there, until then, everybody, take it easy.